0: up and welcome back. It is episode number 44 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And today we are doing this in one take. It's our final <laughs> episode of the first semester. We are here at the People's United Center, Frank Parati Jr. Arena up in the broadcast booth. And we're joined today by a sophomore defenseman on the Quinnipiac men's ice hockey team, Peter Deliberatore. What's going on, man? How's it going? Good. How was practice today, man? I know you just got off the ice. Uh, we still you know, got uh, one straggler, too. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think it's Bon Giovanni still yeah. down there. That's, that's the, extra, the extra effort that you got to put in. But uh, how was to practice me. today?
1: It was good. It yeah. was a uh, good compete level. It was fun. You know, keep it light, keep it loose and uh, ready for the break and then get back after it.
0: Yeah. Well, what, what were some of the things that, that you guys took away from the, the UMass series to end the semester? Because, you know, a tough loss here at home, but then a big, uh, big response on the road.
1: Yeah. that You know, we can we can play with and even beat a top 10 team in the nation. You know, as, as we stick to our identity and that uh, kind of stuff, we can you know, we can hang on and we can even beat them. So I think that just showed that, you know, we can be up there with the big dogs.
2: So I also was looking at the schedule before this and I went, oh my God, like 20 days off. Like that's kind of a, a large amount of days off. So how do you kind of deal with a big gap like that? Like you, you do you break it up in first half, second half and what are your preparations and, and practices or workouts like during that break?
1: Yeah. You just kind of take it day as day, you know, you know, try to think about, you know, too much, but. You know, you just show up to practice and uh, you know get better, and you know off the ice as well. So, uh, I think you know when you go back home, you just try and get those reps in. You don't try to get too much time, uh, you know, sitting around. So, yeah, I think it's good to have the break and uh, get your mind right, get your body set, and uh, hopefully we'll have a really good second half.
0: So, out of uh, out of Bedford, Nova Scotia. So, what was the uh, what's the hockey culture like at Bedford?
1: Oh, it's amazing! You know, minor hockey was just an unbelievable experience for me. You know, uh, I was very, very close with all my teammates. We all lived like, you know, twenty minutes away from each other. You know, some of us went to school together. So, you know, it was an awesome experience for me to grow up in uh, in Bedford. And it was, uh, you know, great playing hockey there.
2: And were you pond hockey or roller rollerblades in the street, or which one? Both. Both? both, yeah. Depends I, on the, depends on the time both. of year, yeah.
1: I, I lived on a court, so it was pretty easy. It was pretty ideal. You know, no cars were coming in and out or passing by. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. the circle, the court on the circle, you know, <laughs> yeah. it made it really easy yeah. to get out there and just, you know, play play hockey.
2: And then every once in a while, you got to yell at your boys, like, car! And you got yeah. <laughs> to yeah, move everything. That's a classic <laughs>
1: Canadian commercial right there. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, so, what team did you root for growing up? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Really? So, was was there anybody on the anybody on the Penguins that you kind of tried to model your game after?
1: Well, it was different for me. See, my mom was a huge Sidney Crosby fan, so okay, obviously because he's from Nova Scotia. So, for me, even being a defenseman, well, I switched back and forth. I was forward and defenseman, but you know, I kind of just modeled just my personality and stuff off on and off the ice. I really respected him as a as a player and as a person more. Um, so, I think I really just you know followed him the most of uh, what he did but then you know with being a Pittsburgh fan I kind of started watching Gonchar and Crystal Tang, those types of guys right but uh, my, my preference has definitely changed growing up well at
0: what point did you stick uh, stick with defense full-time
1: uh, it was it was in the spring uh, one of my coaches was heavy on me playing defense and I wanted to play forward at the time because I wanted to score goals of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, it yeah it's the funnest part about hockey yeah. Um, yeah and my coach really wanted me he thought it would be best for me to play d and I can't even remember, my, but my dad told me um, he wanted to meet with me. So my coach meets with me. I come back in the car, and my, my dad says, so, you know, what position are you playing? And I just looked at him, and I was like, defenseman. And <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what my coach said to me. I can't remember the meeting at all for whatever reason, right. but obviously he persuaded me, and it, and it worked out pretty well. So
2: So is it, does it feel just as good now to score a goal than to block a shot you know what I mean like I feel like for a defenseman blocking a shot and like eating that puck for your boys is like just as good
1: oh I think it gets the bench you know yeah. wild riled up yeah. and uh, it's definitely a good feeling other than the puck hitting you but uh, <laughs> yep. yeah no it definitely there's there's parts in the game that you find uh, more fun now than you did when you're when you were younger
2: right. yeah
0: so so let's talk about the the junior career and kind of the the club career before coming to Quinnipiac <laughs> what were some of the the stops along the way growing up before ending up at uh, at Salisbury
1: uh, so for me, it was I played minor hockey uh, or, ma- or major midget at Steel Super. It was a club team in uh, Dartmouth, like 45 minutes from from where I was, and uh, it was a great program. Um, and then obviously getting drafted to the Halifax Mooseheads, um, that was pretty big. And the step for me, just because I watched them as I was younger, and uh, always wanted to play for them. But obviously, I got introduced to the college route, and uh, I kind of looked at my options. And so my parents did a great job of, you know, informing me what the best decision would be. And uh, looking at college, I think it was just better to give my myself more time and gap to, uh, you know, make it to the next level.
2: So, what are the Mooseheads uniforms like? <laughs> like, if you if you got a team like the Mooseheads, <clears throat> yeah. What were the colors?
1: They're uh, they're like Minnesota. Wild. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, like
2: the green and red. And yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Really good uniforms, actually. Really good.
2: I'm gonna look them up. Yeah. I'm look yeah. Them yeah up they're they're
0: them. pretty. They're pretty nice, and they got like the, the moose on the front. Obviously, yeah. they got the head of the moose on the yeah. front. They're go moose nice. go. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so what was that? Uh, the col. You mentioned the the college process. So you know, at what point did you start getting getting offers, and then what was the kind of the Quinnipiac difference that you found about this program?
1: Uh, well, I got offered when I was 15 years old. I went to uh, this combine um four days it was like a four-day combine and it was the same weekend as a you know play on it's like a road hockey tournament huge road hockey tournament in canada It was the same weekend and obviously you know me being 15 years old it's like i don't want to go to this combine in the summer i want to play yeah. i'll play road hockey with my friends yeah exactly anyways uh i want to say my parents forced me to but they highly recommended me going to this combine so i ended up doing it and uh coach bill Rigo was there and he saw me and uh he offered me um and i went to go visit that summer First school to offer, and I committed, so wow. it was good ever then. Ever so since then,
2: fifteen years old, a lot has to be going through your head. Yeah, you're getting offers, like you said. All you wanted to do was play road hockey. Yeah. So, uh, is it your parents? Was it you individually, or someone that you looked up to to help guide you mm-hmm. to this to this commitment at, at such a young age? I think it was just my trust in my parents.
1: You know, I know they, they want nothing but the best for me, and, you know, I respect their decision and their opinion. So I think for me, uh, after hearing them out and what they had to say um, and obviously having my own opinion, I thought what they said made a lot of sense and uh, went with it, and obviously it's worked out, so I have a lot to thank them for.
2: Were you nervous at all? You yeah, had, like, it, it must, like, yeah. I feel like at 15 years old, committing <coughs> the next four years w- would be pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially being from Nova Scotia, it's not very common that a guy from the Maritimes goes to college. So I definitely got a little a little bit of eyes on me saying, you know, what what really is this kid doing? But and I couldn't even tell you at the time. But uh, obviously, uh, you know, I trusted my parents and the the route that I went, I, you know, I couldn't have drawn it up any better.
0: Got to trust the process at a a certain point. Exactly. So uh, so what were your first observations uh, of the program in the school when you were on that visit and uh, talking with the coaching staff?
1: Oh, I just I automatically knew this was a great place, It's is a really good spot. You know, not too big of a school and they're really good at developing players and obviously they get good fans, really nice facilities and stuff. Uh, I know that the trainer was, you know, high class, you know, Mr. B. Yeah, so. Everybody loves the yeah. the trainer. Coach B man, yeah. he's he's top, unreal. Top the, country,
0: unreal. Yeah. the the two things that we get the most is oh my god, the scenery in the fall and the, the trainer. trainer. That's yeah. the two yeah. things we get.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I yeah, just coming here I you know, I just felt very home here. So I know it was uh, pretty similar to Salisbury which you know I knew I was going to so yeah it was a pretty easy transition.
0: So uh, we talked about this with Chase Prisky back at the the beginning of the podcast the draft day story yeah. drafted by the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in, in 2018 you know take us through that day you know wh- what what do you think in the day of and then you know the uh, yeah how, how did you What's kind of find everything call? out that day?
1: I never got a phone call wow uh, that is wow yeah so that i think that made it more nerve-wracking but (laughs) so what what round this was six six rounds no sweating sweating (laughs) leaking yeah it was uh definitely very nerve-wracking especially for me after the fifth round i was like geez like and i showed up to the draft too so i'm like geez like Uh, i'm gonna be here like if i don't get picked like that's it's gonna put a damper on my day. So. <laughs> damper on my day. Yeah, so fair. obviously hearing my name, it was just very exciting for me and my family. Lots of emotions, and at the you know at that point, it was just so fulfilling to you know get drafted, especially by such a good organization.
2: Yeah, you well, still yeah. and you were still at the draft when your name was called. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. go on stage and everything. It was a whole.
1: Oh, uh, you go down to the floor, the main floor, okay. and you just say right. hi to all the coaching staff and all the the staff members okay. down there. So I nice. got to meet them.
0: So uh, what were your experiences like at the? Um the uh, development camp. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What, what was your experience at uh, with the development camp?
1: It was awesome. We got put at this nice resort. Uh, like five minute walk from the practice facility. Obviously, the weather's, you know, nothing to complain about. And uh, <laughs> well, it's stuff, dry heat. So, right. oh, like, yeah, it's like if having no a
2: humidity. I can deal with oh, that. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and, you I know, people
1: have. are like, oh, you're going to go to Vegas. Like from Nova Scotia, it's like, you're going to, that's going to be such a change for you. It's like, I show up there. It's like, this is awesome. This is oh, unreal. Yeah. Steady, steady um, 80 dry heat. Yeah. Unreal. But it's amazing. You know, you think dev camp in a practice facility, like, okay, like, you know, the fans, whatever, like, a couple might show up. But uh, the fans there are just unbelievable. They're so passionate, especially from a place where you think, you know, ice hockey, you know, it's not going to be too big there. Yeah. But the fans there were unbelievable, you know. Practically, they'd be getting filled, sold out for our exhibition games. Wow. And it's just unreal, unreal coaching staff. So Maybe
2: that. Vegas did need a hockey team. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah.
1: It's it's
0: quickly becoming the next the next big sports town because I know uh, the Raiders are moving Raiders there and their their, they have a uh, I think at least they have a like a minor league ballpark right next to the right, right next to the practice facility Correct. I think so they're they're, oh, they're starting like to build the, it the
2: Las Vegas like fifty ones or isn't it like a they do a spinoff of like area 51 minor league team or i have no idea whether there's it's
0: something like that but yeah anyway that's a i mean that's a it's an incredible experience and i mean it must be so cool being part of an organization that you see start to build and i mean they're selling out every game at Mm -hmm. t-mobile and they're selling out their practice rank i mean that must be a pretty cool feeling to have
1: yeah definitely you know seeing that you know you're going into a great organization and being to do dev camps, you, you see how well the staff treats everybody and how professional they are and also the players who are playing there now. They're so so kind, so nice, and all they want is the best for you. So it's great organization, you know, they keep in touch and I couldn't have asked for anything better. And that's kinda gotta spark
2: you, right? It's yeah. gotta spark you when you're playing your games here and in the development camps to try and get to that level.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, they they do a good job of giving you advice on, you know, what you need to do and you just need to take that advice and put it into your own game without changing too much.
0: So let's talk about the time uh, with the Bobcats. A member of the ECAC all rookie team last year. Uh, One of five freshmen to play all thirty-eight games. Nineteen points. it's hey, pretty uh, good for a, a, a point per every other game. So uh, a solid start to the career. But um, you know, I want to talk about right at the beginning when you get on campus as a freshman. You know, what were those first couple weeks like? First couple months getting acclimated to the college game.
1: Ah, uh, it was it was a good experience. You know, I think the seniors, especially Chase Priskey. Uh, being my mate at the time, he he helped me get uh, get into things and, you know, kept me on my toes. So he, I think uh, all the seniors, you know, did a really good job of bringing in the freshmen and showing us the ways. And I think that's uh, what got us to such a great start of the season.
2: Because Chase is going to tell it to you straight. Oh, Chase yeah. Chase is going to let
1: you know. Very blunt.
0: Very <laughs> blunt. But It's good. Yeah. It's good so uh, so moving to the the 2019-20 season 7 7 one so far two three and one in conference some some highs and lows to for the first half of the season you know what, what were your thoughts in the team's thoughts on, on the first half of the year
1: yeah definitely not the, the best start we, we wanted but at the same time we got to think uh, you know you can only go forward from here. Um, you know, we're a young team, but we don't like to make excuses. So I think here, especially with the gap that we have, you know, it's a good time to get better and, and get your mind right for the second half, and hopefully we can come out and we still have a chance to, you know, make it to the frozen four, hopefully.
0: Where are some of the areas that you think think your team has, has grown through the first half?
1: I think just finding our identity. Uh, you know, I think uh, with all the young guys, it's kind of hard to, you know, put them all straight and have them all on the same page. So I think just finding our identity, I think the, the UMass – Weekend was a great example of us finding our identity and playing to it and sticking to it. And obviously, uh, you know, other than the first game, even though I think we played pretty well, um,
2: that's that shows. Hey, my cousins go to UMass, so I, I appreciate that win. <laughs> yeah. My cousins were like, yeah, I appreciate that win. Anytime. We'll, we'll we knew about it. We knew about <laughs> it. That's why. Yeah. We
1: had to play for
0: you <laughs> there. That's right. Um, so uh, I know we, we got to let you go soon. So, uh, of course, we, we'd be remiss without talking about uh, the invitation to uh, Canada's world junior uh, camp December 9th through the 12th. Oakville, Ontario. Uh, just an absolutely incredible honor. So first, congratulations Thank for, for getting, getting the nod. Uh, you know, what are, what are the expectations, the, the thoughts going into camp next week?
1: Uh, just open-minded, you know. I'm going in there trying to crack a spot in the lineup, and uh, just going out there, you know. I know a lot of the guys from uh, the summer camp uh, there before, so it'll be a little easier knowing some guys. Uh, but I think it'll be a really fun experience, and uh, you know, wearing. The Canada maple leaf is always a special moment. So
2: I was just about to ask, kid from Nova Scotia, putting on the Canada jersey day in and day out for practice must must feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a it's an amazing opportunity. Obviously, every kid in Canada watches World Juniors. You know, come the Christmas Olympics, time. The, and, uh, so Juniors. it's it's a lot behind it, and you know how the meaning of it. So it's very special to be able to uh, represent your country.
0: What's the uh, What's the schedule look like next week? Because I know you're there for for a couple of days. What kind of stuff are they putting you through?
1: Uh it's first off December 9th. It's a 5.30 a.m. flight out of Hartford, so that'll be a good time. Not Fly bad. out. Early start. There you yeah, go. I think they, they pick me up, get me to the hotel. A little downtime, they said, and then we practice later that day. Then a couple more practices, and then we play uh, CIS uh, All-Star Team oh, okay. twice wow. as an exhibition game, and then, then they make the cuts the 12th. And, you know, the guys who make it go out to uh, the check and the guys who don't go back to wherever, you know, they came from. Well,
2: how many did they take? Do you know? 30 or 31. How many are arriving?
1: Uh Oh, sorry. No, they're arrive. People who are going to the camp is 30 and they're taking 17, 18. Uh, no, yeah, you got to feel the lineup. be like 20, low 20s, 20 okay, 22. All right. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you just don't want to be put in that uh in that Ralph Cox position as yeah, that, exactly. that, as that exactly. last guy.
2: Just count, just start counting. Like I'm better than him. <laughs> <laughs> <better than laughs> <laughs> just start counting. Yeah. No, I think that's more our job. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. Uh,
0: anyways, uh, before we let you go, we ask three questions to all of our guests. These are the the thinkers, the real personal questions. So the ones
2: I'll debate you for ten minutes. That's right. Okay, that's
0: yeah. right. Uh, so the first ones, uh, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hampton, Connecticut, where would it be, and why? <sighs>
1: Nova Scotia, Bedford. Go back home? Going back yep. home. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, so you feel, feel yourself still being more of a, like a cold climate guy after – well, obviously you're going to Vegas, but you're, you're more of a cold climate guy? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Really?
1: Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to go back to your roots, I feel like. Can I be honest? <laughs> yeah. I
2: can't stand it. No? <laughs> I'm, it, the one, look at, I'm the one in the jacket. I know. Like, I feel like if I could go anywhere, it's warm. I don't from, know. It's from birth, you know There you go That's so you, fair, you, You're yeah, born
0: and raised in it You might I as well like, Yeah,
2: if it was in my blood I feel like yeah. Alright, different story Yeah.
0: Alright, uh, second one uh, You could have dinner with one person Alive, deceased Could be anybody Who would it be And why
1: A. S. A. P. Rocky Wow <laughs> oh my God, that, I love we, that! It's the first ASAP Rocky we've had on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yep. What's that conversation
0: yeah. like? What are you What are you talking about? Just
1: picking his brain and you know what he thinks. I, I love his art, you know, his music and stuff and his style. I want to get some style points on him. He's just he's a trend starter, you know. Like he's, he's doing the next best thing, and I
2: respect everything that he does. So, are you a fan of like the ASAP Mob, like all of them? All mm-hmm. right, okay, Definitely.
0: good, good. All right, last one. Uh, you are on death row for this one, hypothetically. What is your last meal, your dinner, your drink, and your dessert?
1: Uh, I think I gotta go my grandma's gnocchi. She's gotta make it though. Okay. She's gotta make it. She's, they gotta bring her over. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. They gotta bring her down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Nona's gnocchi is unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. A uh,
0: drink so and a dessert. Yeah.
1: Oh. I uh, think I would go uh, Dr. Pepper. Okay. And okay. cheesecake.
0: Back on track. He, we we argue this all the time because it, we a very popular answer for dessert is
1: cheesecake. It's cheesecake and
2: Matt's or Matt's coconut th-
1: cream pie. Ooh, I'll okay. say that. All coconut right, I like pie. that. We had so are, four guests in a row <laughs> say cheesecake. <laughs> oh, really?
2: Yeah. Lexi didn't say cheesecake. And yeah. we're back. We're back, was back cheesecake. Big, that was well, a big one for such Matt.
1: Such a such a modest, such a like ordinary dessert that everybody just thinks of. I guess. You've yeah. so so Gotta think you're putting them on the spot. This is gonna be the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, exactly. Are you
0: just doing New York New York style, just straight up? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Keep it simple. There Strawberries,
1: no? Yeah. Yeah, get some Yeah, get some fruits in there. All there right. you go. Yeah, a little, yeah. little drizzle on yep. top. I yep. like
0: that. Well, Peter, man, big week coming up for you and then a big second half of the year. So best of luck and thank, thank you for yeah. joining Good us. Good luck, man. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks a lot. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 44. Thank you so much for listening. Go online to GoBobCats.com. You can follow the men's team at QU underscore MIH on Twitter and Instagram and at QU Athletics on Twitter and Instagram for the whole account. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating and review. Matt McCall, where can we follow you? At mcall of 7 Twitter and Instagram. You want to throw out a social follow? Social follow for the guys?
1: Sure, uh, PD51
0: underscore Instagram. And I'm at Dan Ball, BAHL. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great holiday, new year, and we'll see you next semester. And that is how we do it. That's That's the first
2: semester. See ya!
0: Theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics podcast is "Wire and Flashing Lights" by Professor Click.